Hey everyone, I wanted to shout out and thank all who tuned into that first episode. Mike Maurer, that music kicks ass. And Mike, you kick ass even more, man. Thank you, brother. I love you, and you know that. You can find out more about Mike at MikeMauerMusic.com. This guy wails, man. If you didn't listen to the first episode, you can find it on Spotify, The Leisure Podcast, or I can email you a direct link to the Anchor site, the platform that I'm using, theleisurepodcast at gmail.com. The podcast can also be found on Facebook. All of the episodes are going to be posted there as well. Message me, email me, give me your ideas, topic suggestions, guest suggestions. Hey, do you have something going on that you want to bring attention to? Let me know. I want to make this as interactive as possible. The second episode was an absolute delight to record. I had the honor to sit down with radio legend. That's right, Jackie. I called you radio legend. Jackie Selby. And pretty darn good friend as well. If you're in the Denver market, the Phoenix market, or even out in the Bay Area, you've heard her name and you've heard her voice. We talked about all kinds of fun stuff, and we're going to be doing that in a few episodes upcoming as well. And hey, thanks again for tuning in. I really, really love you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Leisure Podcast. Scott Leisure here with you, and I have a excellent guest with me today, Jackie, who is a radio professional living out in the desert now in one of those, <laughs> not in one of those, uh, those, those underground house communities, are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, me and um, Post Malone, he's my neighbor. Does he live in one of those? He lives way out in the desert. Yeah, but not in one of the, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but no, I don't live in there, and neither does Post Malone. <laughs> I think I I would respect Post Malone even more if if he did live in an underground home. Well, I I respect to him a lot for knowing that he had to like he had to move out of Hollywood and away from you know all that BS that goes on there. Yeah, he's he's a badass. He did a uh, during COVID. He did a Nirvana concert from his home where he was just covering nirvana songs i know i saw it i thought it was great and because he, he was wearing a house coat like a, a women's house coat like a moo thing and yeah the 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 doobage was flowing that day I yeah and they feeling. were swilling that wine that he's he's uh, got a brand of wine i mean the guy is smart he's got shoes wine clothes you know if he could you know put a patent on marijuana he would do that too why hasn't he used the question yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can patent plants, although I think Bill Gates is trying to. I don't know why the man bought all that farmland. Well, maybe maybe that's his plan. I don't think he'll make it. I think somebody's going to get in there and, you know, pull his glasses off and slap another, um, you know, cream pie into his face. You know who's a big weed farmer? Jim hmm. Belushi. That's cool. Really? Yeah, he was doing a like a reality show about it the one episode i saw he was he was trying to do like a like a blues brothers strain and he yeah. went to he went to dan Aykroyd. he's he's got some blues brothers weed out there but uh yeah interesting he's got a pretty big farm and he's very on his twitter page he's very pro weed active it's cool that's good. Oh, I'm just looking it up. And yeah, I see he he's featured in all these different magazines, you know, like Cannabis Business Times and Oregon Weed Press. 
and all these things. Legal weed it. Yeah, he's got a big farm. Oh, good. So he's in Oregon? Uh-huh. Yeah, I see this. Because you're not you're not allowed to grow weed outside in in Denver proper, right? You have to be in other counties or something. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know the exact parameters and the laws. I mean, I'm I'm sure people do. Doesn't it strike you as odd that there's like laws around a plant? Like to this day, that that happened in the 30s. That yeah, and people can argue it. If is it a plant? Is it a medicine? Is it a drug? You know, there's a lot of different. But it's been a it's been a medicine and a drug since the beginning of time, since human beings first landed on this planet. You know? It was it was it was kind of cooler when it was more taboo, though. Yeah, but it still has that taboo. It's the most hilarious thing. Like um, where I'm staying, this seventy year old lady, who is really a hoot, and she's a pot smoking queen of a neighbor of mine, and she still hides it like. It's mostly older people who live where I live. It's not a retirement community, but <laughs> Scott, it's really cool because, you know, they're people who, who are real people and don't walk around with a cell phone attached to their head. But anyway, she's, she's growing dope in her, in her garage. You know, I can, I'm allowed to have this many plants and all this. I'm like, God, I just can't believe that somebody can put a government. I don't know. It's crazy. If you want to grow pot and smoke it, grow pot and smoke it. Grow pot and smoke it. Oh, here we go. That's a really good article about Jim Belushi. Look at all that dope that man has. Let's make some t-shirts, grow pot and smoke it. <laughs> or some bumper stickers. <laughs> or something. I mean, I have a friend who's in, in business in Denver doing um, non-THC products called Blue Sky CBD. And they make all kinds of stuff. And athletes use the CBD. There's a sleeping gel there's, um, you know, a tincture to put under your tongue. They make a pet product, but they make it for, for people who don't want the THC in it. And I think that's really neat. Like it started out just making ointments and stuff for old people, but now it's really turned into a big business. I, I, I'm proud of them. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, benefits to it for sure. Oh, sure. I don't know if you use it. You know, me and you are sober people and some people think that weed is not sobriety. I've had a couple of discussions with a couple of people in the in the sobriety world. Yeah. And and yeah, I get differing opinions. I mean, there's like I said, I'm open about my sobriety and my, and my recovery. I mean, I'll sit in a meeting and some people that is a gateway drug to them also. I mean, they yeah, if they smoke a joint, they're going to go buy a case of beer or they're going to go buy a bottle of Crown. But then again, those same people are going to walk out of the AA meeting and light up a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Where's the line? I don't know, Scott. I guess it still has to be the individual. But, you know, some really hardline, old-timey, you know, sobriety people are like, no, sorry, didn't work that way. You know, on the other hand, you know, as you know, I lost my husband to opioid overdose. Right. And, um, you know, if he would have been able to been medicated, but I don't know. You know, with with marijuana, uh, for the things that were bothering him enough, you know, there's just that's too much. What if? I don't know. I think it's a good painkiller, and I think it's really good for for older people for sure to to seek it. You know, in it's, any way they can. It's really not up to me to to work somebody else's program either. That's a I wise mean, thing to say. Yeah, I get tested at work, at my real job, so I can't I can't partake. There was a time where I wasn't getting tested where. I have found it helps me with my ADD, though. Mm -hmm. When I smoke pot, 
I'll want to go do things. I'll be like, yeah, let's go. Let's let's go out and go do this or go do that. It affects different people different ways. I mean, some people just want to zone. Some people want to clean the house. Isn't that interesting? That's the way it works for your ADD. And I, I think that- there's the different strains will work on you differently. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Back when I when I smoked pot, it was Mexican dirt weed and <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, there's only one strain of dirt weed, Jack. Yeah. (laughs) That was a long, long time ago. There's dirt weed and then there's the really good stuff. Yeah. But when all that medical grade stuff started coming out, man, I just, uh, there's no way, there's no way I can handle that kind of a thing. But then again, I take one aspirin instead of two, you know, because I'm really sensitive to substances. So Mm -hmm. I just can't take anything. You know, my, my neighbor, the one I mentioned earlier. She's like, you know, if I'm upset about something or, you know, this, that, or the other, she's like, do you ever think about smoking pot? And she says it every time. And I'm like, you know, Stephanie, I, I'm a sober person. I don't really want to smoke pot because that might lead me down a path I don't want to go. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what the effect will be. But all I know is I haven't been doing that stuff for many a moon. And I just don't want to launch it. In the back of her head. She was thinking, oh, good. She said no. (laughs) (laughs) When, you know, it's really people who, even if I'm at a cocktail party, they're like, can't you just have one? And I don't go into anything. I just say, no, thank you. Or I say, I don't drink. And then they want to know all about it. Do you ever find that? I mean, it's, it's nobody's business why I don't drink. You know, if I'm going to say no, I'm going to say no. I mean, if you got a problem with it, then that's on you. I mean, some people want me to drink with them because they, people can't drink alone either. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to. I said, aren't you having fun? Are we having fun? Yeah. I had to say to somebody recently, well, aren't we having fun anyways? Yeah. But don't, can't you just have one? Anyway, People in early sobriety, that's, I think that's a struggle that they have is they don't know there's a way to have fun without being enhanced. Yeah. I know. And I feel bad for him because I just think the best years, honestly, of my life have been without waving of the party flag. Yeah. There's an old timer in, in one of the meetings that I go to and he, uh, I like waking up in the morning. I like not having puke on my shirt. (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's people that need to stop drinking and people that do stop drinking and people that don't need to stop drinking and continue to drink and can function you know and it's just it's just life jackie i know it is it really is and it's none of my business i feel sometimes when i see um you know i'll look at facebook or whatever and the only time anybody posts any not this is such a general statement but a lot of times the only thing i see people posting is their drinking pictures and it's drinking is celebrated yeah it is but don't you guys ever sit around and you know get goofy and raise a glass or go on a trip or go on a ride or go to a hootenanny or a this, that without a beverage. Go to a what? Hootenanny, this, that, whatever. A but- hootenanny. <laughs> I think you have to wear a mask at a hootenanny, don't you? No. Anyhow. The, I can uh, make yeah. a party out of anything with, you know, without substances. I'm crazy enough sober. I finally told that to somebody recently. I'm like, God, you just don't want to see what I used to look like in that condition. You know, I go, I'm crazy enough now, aren't I? People don't disagree when I, when I tell them that. <laughs> you are kind of crazy, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good crazy. 
Me too. I have a, I have a really good time and I'm so proud of you. You know, I know we didn't sign on to this thing to talk about sobriety, but really, 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 you have grown as a person. As have you, man. And I appreciate you. And and I'm glad that I'm glad that we are walking this journey together. Isn't that? Thanks. Me too. Me too. I'm always so proud of my friends who, who do it. And then are so happy that they did, you know, those who struggle and go back and forth and back and forth, it's heart wrenching. And some don't make it as we know, but what you're going to do to keep on keeping on one day at a time. That's how we got to do it. Jackie and I have been working kind of independently trying to get podcasts going. And we decided one night over the phone that we just needed to collaborate and and just talk to each other and figure out how we're going to do these and we decided that, hey, this is kind of fun. We'll just sit and talk. So that's kind of what led us to tonight and putting a podcast together, 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 together. Did that come out yeah. right? I have no idea what I just said, but. Um, it's a lot more fun when you have someone to talk to. Yeah. My kid had an awesome suggestion. He says, well, duh, why don't you just go in your room and record for like three hours? And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that's not my style. I can't do that. I need to have conversation. So this is a good thing. And hopefully we can make it a recurring episode where we're bouncing ideas off of and, and people can, people can log into the, to the Facebook page. Uh, They can find it through my Facebook, Scott Leisure, or the Leisure podcast on Facebook as well. And you can link onto the anchor website, which is the platform I'm using for this podcast. Through there, you can actually leave messages. So if if Joe Blow out there is listening and says, man, I, these guys would be cool to talk about whatever, he can find the, the Anchor site through the Facebook page and he can leave me a message. I've got a couple, couple of, my, of my buddies have left messages. So we've got some, we've got some cool topics coming up uh, and some cool guests lined up. Um, I'm excited about it. It's, it's a learning experience for sure. It's just going to grow and get better like anything else if you water it. You know, for me, it's never the um, issue of what to talk about. I don't, I don't doubt my own talent to be able to talk, 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 talk. It's the technology of it. I, I tried a, an app, which I found out is just absolutely unsupported. And um, I was really mad. I even changed my credit card. I canceled the credit card I put it on because there was no way to cancel my account. So nobody tries it. What was it? You really want to know? Yeah. Blog talk radio. Blonde talk? No, blog. Oh, blog. Okay. Gotcha. It would have been cooler if it was blonde talk radio. but Blonde, um, that is? Hey, maybe we should just start that. Well, then I posted on Facebook, hey, everybody listen at this time on this day, you know, both my Facebook pages and everything, and the thing didn't get launched properly. And then friends were popping on saying, hey, use this platform. Hey, use this platform. Hey, use this platform. And even one one fellow who runs an agency in Phoenix, which is the market that I started out in, you know, that's my, my hometown. They were all saying, hey, call this guy, call this guy, call this guy. So I did. I called him and he wanted me to pay him to be on his on his platform. And what? I think he should he should have paid me to be on his platform because I'm so visible already you know yeah it's not like i'm a a startup brewery or something and i want people to come and try the beer you know i I don't need to pay to be on his format and so i just i just sat back and laughed i'm like wow so this is what some people are doing and then you've got scott who just said fuck it i'm just gonna do it this way 
and see what happens. Yeah. Another fellow um, named Scooter McGee, who's a Northern Colorado broadcaster, who's really good. Um, I know him from, gosh, dang it, back, back, back in the day, um, Scott, when I worked at Alice. Oh, dear heaven. And he was um, worked at one of the nightclubs. He was a much younger man then, and he was the club DJ. Anyway, super smart fellow. And anyway, he uh, he piped in on the conversation. He said, try this format and this format, but be, just be sure that you always save your episode to your own hard drive. Buy those external terabyte drives and save every single show. So that was his advice. How many radio stations have you worked for over the years? Mm, it's not that many, believe it or not. Um, let's see. Okay, in in Colorado, the mountain, the peak. Oh dear, Alice, cool, martini, cozy. Five in Colorado. I remember listening to you online when you were doing the rock gig out in the Bay. Oh yeah, and then and in San Francisco, I worked at one station there, and you know they were recently hiring again for the same job I had, but they um, didn't pay enough for like a person like me to move there because it's so expensive. Yeah, San Francisco is crazy expensive to live in, I understand. And they wouldn't let me do it from my home studio, which is where I am now. And I'm like, well, why not? I don't have to be there. Me and the co-host are already friends. You don't need me in the studio to do the show. And we don't need that for our, you know, relationship and for our chemistry. We already know each other. Six feet of distance. Yeah, that's right. Props to you, though. You've done this thing and, and you've made a name for yourself. You've got a following and that's great. You've had your face on billboards. I know. It's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was, I was just laughing when that fellow, not that I'm some big deal or anything, but he had the, you know, the schematics of this deal all wrong. Did you give him the line? Do you know who I am? Well, I just, he did. He does know me, but it, he's just had his head in the clouds and he's also a radio professional, but you know, he has a million dollar home up on a mountainside and family to, you know, you know what I mean? People are just, everybody has their own of circumstances you know he's in business to make money he's not in business to promote jackie selby so although he's really dumb for not doing it anyway <laughs> yeah yeah his loss right it really is it really is i feel like but you know like i said some people you just you can't change their mind but so Did here I... we are and i'm kind of glad of it because it's nice to be able to say you know talk about pot or talk about sobriety you know some, you know, some people really don't like that social media. I find it almost fascinating because I can scroll past the dumb shit, you know, or the shit that I don't, maybe I don't agree with it. Maybe I'll comment. Maybe I won't. One guy that I really have enjoyed following on Twitter. It's just crazy that this guy is on Twitter is fucking OJ, right? And OJ comes on and does these videos. And he's doing the selfie thing with his visor on the golf course in his golf cart half the time or out having a beer, you know, because why wouldn't he? Because he's OJ mm -hmm. and he comes on every time and every time he starts out, hey, it's yours truly. So he popped on the other day and he was going to comment on the football player that was doing 160 miles an hour and crashed. Oh, the my gosh. I've done some reading on that <clears throat> subject. Holy cow. OJ was going to comment on that. Oh, dear. So my comment that I always put on his tweets, because inquiring minds want to know, is, hey, OJ, have you found the real killers yet? So when he tweeted about 
the car wreck, I was like, yeah, it's really unfortunate, OJ, when when death occurs out of other people's negligence, isn't it? And next thing I knew, OJ blocked me. So I can officially say I was blocked on Twitter by the juice. Holy, wow. I just hope he's not making a list. I'm looking at his feed and he must have taken that off. It's probably, it's he's probably tweeted a bunch of times since then. He's a narcissist. I don't think he would take anything down. He has um, almost 900, 900,000 followers. 900,000? Holy shit. Why do that many people want to know what he's up to? I guess, do they still trust his opinion on sports? Because that's all he talks about. He does talk about sports a lot. Well, he was at the Buffalo Bills game the other day. He tweeted yeah. about that. Yeah. Don't listen to chatter outside the locker room. Don't don't rule the Titans out. Football Sunday in Buffalo. <laughs> Chiefs remember Hank Stram. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, wait, that was <laughs> oh, my a different God. Quit. Me and my sister were having lunch, and I said, I'm going to be talking to my friend Scott, and he, I knew that you followed OJ, but I didn't know what you were going to tell me. And she says, yeah, he just, you know, he lives on a golf course in Vegas. He... Yeah. He's still fighting the um, civil decision by the judge to pay Nicole. No, not Nicole, but. um, Goldman's. Goldman's $60 million. He's still fighting that? Yeah. Wow. Does he have $60 million? Well. didn't, Didn't he spend nine years in prison? That's a lot of autographs. He would have to sell a lot of autographs. I mean, what if <clears throat> what if the decision finally stuck? How is he possibly going to pay for it? It's crazy. How much is OJ worth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google it. Oh, what? Okay. How much is okay. OJ worth? Tell us. Oh dear. They say oh dear. he's worth an estimated <laughs> on Fan Buzz. Uh, they say that he's worth three million. He gets money from the NFL. He gets what, money. A pension? Yeah. How? What kind of pension? Because he was so good then? Well, they get retirement. I don't know. There's some different things. How do you know which source is correct? I'll, I'll never know because, well, I mean, I could always make a new count, I guess. If I was, if I was really that, you know, needy to, <laughs> to know what OJ's up to. It was fun while it lasted. Did he follow you back? You know, I don't think he did. The only famous person that ever followed me, well, one or two people, but um, Sarah Bareilles, she used to follow me on Twitter. I was like, I, I, I'm not sure if I know who that is. You don't, oh my gosh. She's a New Yorker. And she is a pretty cool singer-songwriter. She has a show on Broadway um, and a book and played her on pop radio. We play her on pop radio. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look her up now. I'm not going to Google She's her right now, really but I will. really cute because she has a long nose, and we don't want her to, to cut her nose off, like some of them do. <laughs> and you always know, don't you? You can always why, tell. Why do they do it? Yeah, like, I remember I thinking, if Jewel fixes her teeth, her career's over. Who's the one girl that really had the nose job? Uh, the Dirty Dancing Girl. Oh, Gray. Yes. Jennifer Gray. And the only way you would know is because you've seen her before. But, she, I mean, her nose looks good now. 
I mean, your nose cute before. Yeah. That's a really weird subject too. You know, people, whatever you need to do to make yourself happy, but sometimes it just looks like butchery, pure butchery. It looks a a little creepy sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It's the Cherry Creek North syndrome. You're walking (laughs) behind a really beautiful figured woman in Cherry Creek North and you're like, God, she's hot. And, you know, you, you, you get up close enough to look and then you jump back off the sidewalk. You're oh like, trick or treat. Yeah. <laughs> they spend all day long, you know, doing Pilates and spending their husband's money and then lots of face work. And the, and the injections in the lips, the lip injections. Oh. And the, you know, whatever they cut their eyes and stuff like that. I don't know why they do it. So that, that was funny. Uh, when we started, Jackie and I had, we had zero idea what we were going to talk about tonight. So I, I think we, we've run the gamut on a lot of different topics so far. What's, <laughs> ne- what's next? Boy, what I listened to this podcast the other day and these two folks were talking about, well, first they were talking about weed and then they talked about OJ and then they were talking about Botox and sobriety. It was, it was really cool. <laughs> just two you know grown-ups talking about but you're younger than me aren't you a little younger than me are you younger than andrew you andrew's age yeah i'll be 52 in march well so i'm a little older than you <laughs> not, just, much. Just, not no, much no just a couple, couple years couple years yeah a few years yeah but um you're still you, you're still not a typical like gen x person though at all i don't think i like people who are like are you a gen xer as far as my age or You're, as you know, what I, do. I don't know, you know, stuck on uh, Star Wars and, you know. Oh, three, no, I'm. Three I, punk rock bands on, you know. I'm kind of into my own punk rock bands. No, I'm kind of into my own stuff. I just I find something I like. I get to that age where, you know, what I like, I'm going to go with. And, and that's what I like. If, if you don't like it, then I don't know what to tell you, but I like it. So. No, no make, Star did Wars. Did that answer it? No. No, I outgrew Star Wars. Oh, a lot of people don't. They're still in it. A lot of people don't. You're right. And um, they're still in it, and they're just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> my kid's buddy likes Star Wars, and I was a kid because that was the heyday. I mean, I was like what six years old, seven years old when that thing came out, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, you had to have all the little guys and you had to have your, you know, your lunchbox, that marketing with that thing. Some of those little dolls, those little guys must be worth like thousands of dollars if you have one. But who would still have one in the same packaging? You know, when you're a kid, you get it, um, you open it and you, you go with it, you know. It's so much money that Disney, when they bought the whole thing from George Lucas, it's an unlimited amount of money that it's worth because they can just keep making the movies at Disney and keep selling the items, but it's just, it's out of control. Say it. It's nerdy. It's, it's out of control. And my sister, even my sister is up my tail to watch Mandalorian. It's like, I don't think so. I don't watch a lot of, I mean, I'll watch the Bronco games. I'll watch Rocky games. I don't really have to tune in. Like if there's playoffs going on, I'll watch playoffs. As far as like shows, Yellowstone since day one, just because I'm a big Costner fan and a big Western fan. Mm-hmm. And and I'm hooked on that. Straight up, I'll watch Diners, Dives, and uh-huh. 
dive-ins or whatever it is guy and i'll watch pawn stars i, I think I, that's cute cute that you went over to the to the pawn shop when you were in vegas yeah that was our first stop i yeah. my first trip to vegas my kid and i my first trip sober is what i was saying my first trip sober to vegas i haven't been to vegas in probably 16 years was the last wow. time i went to vegas yeah and and to go sober and to go with my kid we had a blast i mean there were some stones that we left covered but those were stones i didn't i didn't want to didn't uncover, want to uncover. But, <laughs> but the stones that we uncovered we uncovered a lot of stones and we had a blast the the pawn shop we we did that we saw the hoover dam which i'd never seen so that was that was impressive and the history behind that thing and those guys building that thing was was crazy during the depression yeah, or right after the, the depression. depression yeah yeah during the depression yeah and we're so happy to have those jobs, you know, death defying as they were. I'll tell you what, the coolest thing we went to go see, speaking of Post Malone, because he was a visitor there once, Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Oh, the Haunted Museum. Yes. So I was unclear as to who Zach Bagan was until we got into the museum and they were showing episodes of the show he does because my kid had watched it over and over and over and i'd hear it as background noise i'd be like are you watching that show again the ghost show again yeah dad this is great and this was maybe five years ago and he was bugging me all week dad we need to go so friday comes up we left saturday we were there from tuesday until saturday and i'm hanging by the pool listening to some music he comes down i'm like what are we going to do today he's like dad we should go to the haunted museum my answer to that was don't you just want to hang out by the pool? Because <laughs> that's what I want to do. He says, dad. I was like, okay, we'll go up to the room. We'll call and we'll see what the deal is. So we call. It's 50 bucks a person to get in. And I'm like, what? yeah, I'm like, it's 50 bucks a person. And he's like, dad, I'll pay for my way. And then I knew I was like, okay, the kid wants to go. We'll go. So we drive over there. We didn't have reservations, so we flew standby. They put us on a list. There was about, I don't know, eight people waiting to go in that didn't have reservations. We signed all of our releases because you have to sign releases to go in. So if you have and a heart attack? Exactly. Or if if you get possessed and, you know, go nuts. I don't know. As we're waiting, there's a hearst in the parking lot, and then there's this badass old Camaro, like a 66 or 67 Camaro. And one of the workers comes walking by us and my kid's like, that's a cool Camaro over there. And the guy straight up, the guy's answer is, yeah, that used to belong to David Koresh. Ooh. And I'm like, excuse me? And then I'm like, okay, this place might be kind of cool. So we go in and it's groups of 12 private guided to her she's telling us you know turn off your phones no pictures no videos phones need to be off because they're going to interfere with the paranormal equipment oh. all this stuff for the next two hours we're going to take you through each room in the whole and i was like whoa two hours okay so i'll get my 50 dollars worth i know what i'm doing this afternoon that's cool mm -hmm. so we go into the first room and it's just all of these creepy dolls and creepy paintings. I mean, there was actually a like robotic clown that used to greet kids at the roller coaster in 
an amusement park in San Francisco, and it was it was creepy as fuck. Everything in that whole place was creepy as fuck, right? So then then she says, we looked through that room. She told us about some of the the stuff in there, and then she goes, okay, we're gonna go to the Kevorkian room now, and I'm like. <gasps> I'm like, whoa! I I told my kid, I said, this just got cooler. He's like, who's Kevorkian? And I I was telling him, I was like, well, he actually helped a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know. So we go into the Kevorkian room, and and I said, and he he's got some really cool art, and they had some prints, not actual art, but prints of of his art hanging up. And then she took us in through this doorway, and I kid you not, now they said that this thing had been destroyed, but. When you saw the pictures they showed and you, you looked at this thing, it was the real one. They had the van, the Kevorkian van that he was rolling around doing assisted suicides in. It was. Did it creep you out? Uh, no, it didn't creep me out. I was like, there were some things in there that did creep me out. But that, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. We then moved to the mass murderer room. Oh dear. Where we saw Ted Bundy's ski mask, Ted Bundy's sunglasses. Who was the clown? Uh, John Wayne Gacy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his pack of smokes that he gave his mom on the way to the electric chair. <laughs> we saw some bone fragments from Charles Manson, some of his hair. Uh, How did he get his hair? I have no idea. He. The Hollywood room, he had, jumping back to the dirty dancing topic we were talking about, he had one of Patrick Swayze's teeth. He had a chair that was in the room where Michael Jackson died. He had paid $250,000 for the Ghostbuster trap, like the trap that trapped the ghosts. Oh, wow. From the movie. He had that. Um there was some oh some Truman Capote stuff. He had a Ghostbuster like outfit in there, and I would have to do more research. They they come from the Holocaust, and there's like ten of them, and they're supposedly some of the most possessed things on the planet. They're Dybbuk boxes. Go to your Google a Dybbuk box from the Holocaust, and he has two of them in there. The one he and Post Malone one night probably smoking it up drinking it up they decided they were gonna like crack the thing open and ever since they did that like post malone was talking his his plane almost crashed he got in a car wreck he had all of this bad luck happen to him Uh oh that room was pretty creepy there was another room that had this doll that was super creepy it easily jackie was the coolest thing in vegas well, we what saw. is who is Zach Bagans anyway? Bagans, Ghostbusters or not Ghostbusters? Ghost Ghost Hunters. He he does a okay. show, and okay. they they go and they you know test paranormal activity at like they would go to like the Stanley Hotel, or somebody calls in and says, "Yeah, this my my house is possessed," and they they communicate with these these afterlife oh. spirits. So does he have powers, or he's just an actor? Um, that I don't know. I don't think he has powers. I mean, like, okay, Superman. No, like <laughs> he could talk to the dead or something. Like, well, they have buoyancy. equipment. They oh. have equipment, and they can they can hear the dead oh. through their equipment. Yeah, tune in. I need to watch out, that show. It. Yeah, yeah that that show's kind of kind of cool. 
I was wondering, is it more just like a, you know, house of oddities? No, because straight up everything in there is possessed or had, or someone had had some sort of experience with, with each item in there. Mm, okay. Then there's the hall of clowns. Oh, I'm looking <laughs> at that picture right now. That is, yeah. That's, oh man, that hall was probably 10 feet long and you couldn't walk through that hall fast enough. That's weird, man. Well, you turned me onto something. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, 50 bucks. I had to buy, I had to buy a rosary from the, from the, uh, from the gift shop. Just and so, carry it in just, your hand. Yes. Just so I had it. We, we hit, we hit these turbulence coming back from Vegas, coming over the mountains. And I looked at my kid and I was like, if you stared at that doll wrong. <laughs> craziness. It is crazy. This has been fun. Let's, let's, let's think of a topic next, next time. And we will just, uh, yeah, I think it's very good chemistry because it's not too one-sided. Right. And you're it's a good listener, so that's really nice. Thanks. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. This has been fun. Let me know, you know, when to listen and all that shit. Yeah, I will. I'm ho- I'm hoping everybody loved uh loved listening and tunes in and tunes in again. Me too. Cool. Tell us thanks, if you want it to be a regular thing. You betcha. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. We'll uh we'll be talking with you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot, Scott. All right. Later. Bye.